Well, good morning. It's Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, you know, uh, 2020 is coming to an end. That might be a good thing. We don't know what 2021 might have in store for us, but, you know, we've had a lot of good things. You know, a lot of times people talk about, you know, oh, 2020, 2020, you know, being, you know, awful or bad or terrible. But, you know, it's brought, I think, a lot of us together. It's also uh, brought, you know, platforms like this, being able to speak and, and connect to people that you wouldn't normally have to. So we're building relationships, um, you know, uh, one StreamYard, one uh, virtual, one uh, open house, Facebook Live, and all this kind of stuff um, at a time. And uh, we certainly appreciate all the viewers out there. So we have a very special guest. And, you know, when we say uh, this word dot loop, um, sometimes uh, realtors in the realtor, real estate industry make the assumptions of, you know, what it is or what it isn't. So we want to bring on a guest that, um, you know, has that information to help us um, in make an informed um, decision on, you know, dot loop and, and, and such. So let's talk about it. And now, by way of Cincinnati, Ohio, she is a vacation specialist at the Travel Birds. She is the industry development manager, strategic partnership at dot loop. She has her MBA um, in marketing at LSU. Bow Tigers. Ooh, roll tie, baby. <laughs> She's an expert in turning colleagues into friends. She is a mother. She's a self-proclaimed travel enthusiast, which I imagine is a little tougher in 2020. She is Bird Bergeron. <laughs> Good morning, and thank you for that awesome introduction. Yeah. Every time you know, someone says they had a rough 2020, I remind them that I'm an LSU fan, and there we go. <laughs> hey, well, you're feeling good uh, this week, so. There we go. I went to University of Alabama, so I won't, uh, don't hold it against me. Yeah, we can have a later. That's less nice. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't tell you that before I asked you to be uh, on this. <laughs> it's been way more awkward. <laughs> so, uh, good morning. Really, really appreciate it. And, you know, a lot of things, um, you know, have gone on, obviously, in 2020. But one of the things that I, I take note of is that we've really embraced technology, right? So, you know, these digital platforms, these digital signatures, I mean, could you imagine doing this in 1990? I mean, absolutely. Like, the fact that, or absolutely not, the fact that this whole pandemic has happened has made people take a look at their business. And it's been so interesting to see what people see as their gaps in their, in their brokerage. And all of a sudden, I mean, we've had sales through the roof all year long. And it's because people realize I have to have technology to run. Like, and this isn't going to stop, right? They're not going to cancel subscriptions because we get a vaccine and we go back to real life. Like, that's not going to be the reality we're facing. Well, it's like the millennium in 2000, right? Y2K, you know, the world ended. So uh, we didn't need to go on. So, you know, it's like crazy that, you know, people really do believe that, you know, once we get to uh, January 1st, 2021, that everything changes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, you know, I look at 2020 and, and really kind of, it's, it's made agents really embrace technology so much so that, you know, maybe they were thinking about video, maybe they were thinking about doing a vlog or a, a podcast or something like that. And now it's kind of forced it into their business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have a very low barrier to entry this, to this industry. And all of a sudden, we're seeing these people that are really setting themselves aside by embracing technology, by making themselves the professional kind of go-to person in their market. And it's just social media. It's just tech in general. Like, this world can set you aside and make you so different. 
It does. And, and it also allows you to connect communities. And, you know, and, and Dotlip's always been about building relationships and, you know, um, you know, obviously strategic partnerships, um, you know, what you, um, you guys do very well. And, you know, I remember, you know, I was a relatively early adopter um, in, in, into Dotloop. Um, and, you know, I met all, all the people and, and it really was, um, you know, it felt it felt like a family. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And then, and then, um, you know, the family got a little, uh, you know, they brought in the uh, step uncle father that came around and came in and uh, it starts with a Z and people like literally like made all these assumptions and like, oh my God, um, it's the ship sinking. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the big bad bear is out there for sure. It's a exactly. You know, um, so I, I understand that dot loop just calls everyone's clients now. That's what everyone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what happened, you know, when Zillow did purchase dot loop, has anything changed? Um, what is for the better? Um, and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, what you guys need to improve on. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going on almost six years at this point. So I was with dot loop previous to the Zillow acquisition. It was really interesting to watch the company get to pivot. So I would say there's been two really integral pivots in dot loops history that have brought us to where we are today. And as of today, 60% of the homes bought and sold in America are signed on our platform. So like we are obviously the leading platform by far at this point. Um, number one, the first big pivotal integration or first big pivotal kind of move for us was when we created a national partnership with one of the franchises. Like that made a big difference in that loop. Influx of cash, we were able to develop and really take the platform to a real platform, right? It wasn't like being built in someone's garage anymore. It wasn't the standard like millennial, I hope this works kind of situation. It was a true platform, which is what caught Zillow's eye in the first place. When they came on board with us, to say the fear was palpable inside of that loop was, I mean, very true. It was one of those, you know, are they going to sack us all? Or are they just going to take over and do their own thing? Do they just want the name? What do we do? And I'm sure anybody that's ever worked in a tech startup and has been acquired feels that way, right? It's a genuine fear. When they took over, I was so amazed by how much they left us alone. Um, the conversations with Spencer Raskoff and Errol Samuelson were continuously, look, you guys were doing good. Like there's a reason we purchased you. We're not trying to rock the boat. Um, and even now to this day, so I handle any of our preferred partnerships with any of the franchises, right? And I'm lucky enough that I have my own separate preferred partnership agreements. When we go to events, like I negotiate the event contracts separate from Zillow's, like they're at the event too, but we're never going into this as one. We do stand alone and I'm really, really grateful for that. That's awesome. And, you know, when, you know, we talk about it and, and, and people are like, well, why haven't you moved from Dotloop or why are you not going to move from Dotloop? And, um, and I look at it and I go, well, there's one thing that Dotloop does really, really well, at least from my eyes, and it's the app. So yeah. I know that I can literally, like, I mean, I'm on the go, and you know, and you know, before pre-COVID, I used to travel too, um, and you know, it would have been a lot easier. And I could do a contract on my phone. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer than it would on a desktop, but I mean, I can do it. Um, many of the other platforms, 
you know, you have to copy a shortcut or you, you don't have the integrated app. And um, I really like the app integration. I mean, there's some improvements that I obviously would make, um, things that, um, you know, I would change. But, you know, and overall, it's, it's, it's a pretty good thing. And it, and it does help, you know, um, a lot of the clients, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're tech savvy or not, are able to, to sign it very, very easily. Yep, absolutely. I mean, Zillow is a mobile first platform and that's one of the biggest changes that came to us when when they did purchase us is we were always mobile first, but we now have this influx of money and developers and focus. You know, you always have, no matter what tech company you've started, you have this list of, of wishes that clients continuously say, well, I wanna do this, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. And if you fill them all tomorrow, there'll be a whole nother list the next day, right? But with Zillow and that influx of, of capital and people that could work on our product, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're running through that list quicker than ever. And the mobile app is huge, especially nowadays. I don't know where you guys live, but in Cincinnati, days on markets, like four and a half seconds, like it is gone before it's even listed. So if you can sign a contract while you're in the house, like your chances are so much better at making it happen. And so we're in South Florida. <laughs> we're in Boca Raton, Florida. And uh, yeah, um, if it's a single family home, it's being sold, you know, whenever you want it to be sold. Yes. Um, you know, if it's a condo, you know, uh, the condo market's been hit a little bit, um, you know, more flat prices, maybe a little bit longer days on market. Uh, but if it's if it's priced right and it's upgraded, it's still uh, selling, you know, fairly quickly as well. Yeah. Um, so when the privacy policy came out, right, you know, um, and I kind of equate it to this. So, you know, I think that other companies do a better job of telling us telling people what Remax is rather than what Remax tells of themselves. And I think that is kind of the same thing with Dotloop. You know, people, realtors were quick to come on and, and say what it's going to be like and how it's going to be like. And they have no information because they don't work for Dotloop. You know, they're just making, you know, basing it on assumptions. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you know, I don't, I don't know how in depth you can go in, but the data privacy. I mean, I'll tell you what the, my fear is, and I'm sure you heard it a hundred times. Bring it my, on. When, <laughs> cool. My fear was always that you that Zillow would sell to my clients, right? They would they would take the data from Dotloop and they would contact my seller or my buyer or whatever and say, hey, you want to sell? Because now, you know, there's Zillow brokerage and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, that's not, that's not the case. And, and just to make sure everyone's clear, so we've always had a data privacy policy since the dawn of time because obviously it should be protected. What we did this summer was we actually updated that privacy policy. And this was the first update we've had in quite some time. So it was necessary for us. Um, the biggest thing was basically we wanted to be able to fast track a lot of the integrations we use in the market. So essentially, while Dotloop is by far the leading transaction management platform, turns out you need other things to work and be a successful realtor, right? So you need a CRM, you need uh, maybe you, your lead sources come from elsewhere. If you're a broker, you need an accounting platform. Instead of us going out and building all of these pieces and and really, you know, just disintegrating our, our main bread and butter that we're doing, we decided instead we're integrating with kind of the best players in each of their spaces. 
to do that, you have to share data and that's how that works. Um, so our data policy kind of always showed that. This allows us to move a little quicker. Now, the broker owns the data. The client owns their specific client data. So if a client says, don't share, we don't share anything. If a broker says, I wanna share here, but not here, that's what you do. You control everything you own. Now, the biggest thing with specific, your, your specific fear there, actually Zillow selling to a client, is the data that is shared to Zillow is very different than the data that's shared to like your CRM, right? So the data that's shared to Zillow is not client by client. It is aggregate data. So they would get like all of one zip code and all of that data goes off in batches. And the idea is really to help us kind of figure out better Zestimates. I mean, every realtor out there, their biggest complaint is those Zestimates always off. And then we try to improve the Zestimate and they're like, well, how dare you? <laughs> so I think for us, it's a little bit of, we want to get better information into your hands as a realtor, into the client's hands. So those conversations aren't as awkward. You know, if my house is, those Zestimates at 500,000 and the realtor comes in and tells me it's not worth 250, I'm going to feel hurt, right? Like I'm not going to trust this realtor. So in this effort to kind of continue that partnership, the data sharing had to happen again on a brokerage level. If you're like, no way not happening, that's fine. It's yours. We respect whoever pays us. Basically, whoever owns the account is who owns the data. So if a brokerage own it, owns it, the brokerage gets to decide if an agent comes on for a premium account and their brokerage doesn't use that loop, the agent has complete control over that. Um, yeah, whoever you want to say uh, yes or no can do that. So I guess um, that makes sense, right? So um, that's the first thing that I've heard that actually makes you know a lot of sense. And you know, you and I, I guess it, it comes down to messaging, right? So when you when you don't message or you don't say anything or or you're just in the chat threads and and, and such, and you know, um, and you have you know people chiming in and whatnot. Um, things can get a uh, you know crazy, um, you know, and away from themselves. Well, you, um, you know, the real estate mastermind or these Facebook groups, someone will post something that's very fear mongering because we're human beings and we do that, and it kind of snowballs. So we really do focus on telling our story in our channels instead of going on Inman and answering all the comments or instead of going to these Facebook groups that we don't own and, and trying to argue back, right? Like, I don't think that that's a good way to tell your story either. Um, so that's why you probably have seen us be more silent kind of in those situations. But yeah, that messaging sounds, you know, it's, uh, I mean, listen, you know, you know, Dotloop is a, you know, obviously, a, as you said, a tech company. So you have a you have a tech company wanting to further their tech. Um, you have you know uh, you know the larger company you know wanting to further their tech um, and get their data you know more accurate. But then if your data becomes more accurate, then realtors have nothing to complain about. So we're not going to like that. Um, <laughs> so you know if we don't have anything to complain about, we might as well get out of business. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so someone's never gonna have like you know Bird Bergeron. Her phone number is five zero four, and her address is this. And here's her like that's not what they're getting from us. So right. And and listen, you know, really, we don't know. 
you know, like the always and nevers, right? You never know what um, Zillow will morph into. You never know with the acquisition of, um, you know, CoStar uh, acquiring uh, Homestead. You never know what CoStar is going to do. You never know, you know, what, you know, there's probably another portal that we haven't even um, seen yet that's going to come in the next two years that's going to compete for the space as well. So, you know, um, you know, and that's what I always I always said, you know, when people would say, well, why don't you go to App Files or why don't you go to a Skyslope or some of these other um, competitors? And and, um, and they all look great and whatever, but they're a little bit more clunky. So, like, I think Dotlib did a really good job in making things relatively simple. Um, there are obviously improvements that are, you know, that I would say, were, you know, are needed or a little bit, you know, make it a little bit um more difficult than some of the other ones have. But other than that, I mean, they're really, really, it's relatively simple. You, you know, you, you, you know, you don't have the uh, clunkiness that, you know, some of these other companies do. That's the idea. I mean, the transaction is stressful enough. Like technology should not be making it harder on anyone to say the least. So we've always focused on, you know, that, that user experience. The UX team is Huge. I mean, you think about that loop and we've got over 200 people working 40 hours a week, every single week, day in and day out to create this platform. So when I see franchises roll out their own CM platform or something like that, and they've got a team of five putting it together, I'm like, look, it's way more complicated than you think. And yes, you can, you know, upload a PDF and put a signature on and that's not hard. But the whole process of making it a seamless kind of customer experience for the realtor, but for the customer too, like that's pretty difficult. Well, I mean, it's taken a just a couple of years to uh, kind of not necessarily. I don't believe in perfect, but you know, as close to nearly perfect as possible. So, uh, tell us a little bit about a best practices um, for those dot loop users. Um, you know, the one uh, you know thing that I wish there would be because not everyone uses dot loop is you know they send a PDF and then I got to add initial by initial about it you know, a signature initial, you know, is there anything coming down the pike that will allow you to autofill the initials? The, the, I don't know about that specific um, request, but I will look into it for you for sure. So the way, um, whenever you say best practices, your email sent over the top three kind of tricks or things that maybe people don't know about that loop. So that's kind of what's coming to mind. Like what makes you efficient? Because that's what we're here for, right? Like, I want to be able to get this deal done in the driveway or sitting at, you know, inside the home and make sure it's quick. Um, the mobile app is definitely one of the biggest things. But the other kind of efficiency that always catches my eye is the fact that you can, and I haven't seen this anywhere else, that you can kind of take a picture of the contract if you just happen to have a physical contract. And we have a converter, a PDF converter built within the app that'll turn it into a PDF. And if this is a contract you use, like I'm in Ohio, if it's the standard Ohio state contract, it'll come in. And if you already have a template, it'll just drop the template for all of the initials or signatures or whatever on there for you. Um, stuff like that makes it really, really quick and simple. The other thing that I really like, have you ever used our easy offer before? No, it, but go back to the other thing. Yeah. You mean if I can... <laughs> So if I take a picture of a Florida contract that's been signed by, let's say, a seller and I have the buyer, yes. um, that contract will go in the PDF and the initials and signatures will be placed in the right spots or no? Yeah. So as long as you have a template built out for which 
pretty much every brokerage will have a template built out for those type of plat for those contracts that you're using all the time. Um, yeah, you would just select the template you want to use and drop it on there. But yeah, it, it converts from a picture to a PDF within our app. So as long as you take the picture in the app, it'll turn it to a PDF for you. Oh, that's awesome. All right, great. I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Not at all. Not at all. I I agree. I think it's one of those things where I've now caught myself using it personally a couple of times. I signed up for a gym the other week, and I was like, ah, and I just took a picture and sent it, and they were like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I know. I know a gym. Yeah. There you. <laughs> um, all right. Easy offer. So. Yeah. Easy offer is a really cool thing that not a lot of people use. And I think there's just some confusion around what it is. Um, but if I list a home, I can create the whole contract, drop the template on it, so all the signatures and everything on it. And there's an easy offer button kind of in the top right of every loop. Whenever I click that, what it's going to do is it's going to create a link for me. And I can put this link on the MLS. I can put it in any of my marketing materials. And as a buying agent, I could go in and click that link and I would get the contract already up, already ready to be filled or already mostly filled out except the signature at that point. And then I could make an offer without really having to do anything. Now on the listing side, this listing agent, they're going to have a different folder for every offer that comes in. So it makes it a lot simpler. Instead of me going in and creating a unique document specifically for this contract and specifically for this realtor, instead I say, here's my easy offer link, go make an offer and let's see what you got. And then you can kind of negotiate from there and it keeps everything very organized. So I find that to be really a game changer as well. That's pretty cool. So you would uh, you know, put it in maybe broker remarks um, as an easy offer link. And it, you know, all offers must go through easy offer link or whatever. Exactly. So is the easy offer link need to be set up from the when you add your loop? Yep. So when you set the loop, because each link is obviously going to be unique to that specific loop. So when you set your loop, as long as you change the transaction type to listing, then in the top right, you'll see an option that says create an easy offer link. And you can click on there, here's a unique link, and then of course post it and do whatever you want with it. So I think that helps a lot. I love it, especially in, you know, as you said, uh, you know, in, in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, uh, properties last about four seconds um, <laughs> oh, yeah. similarly. Um, and, you know, imagine, I mean, you get a lot of offers, um, you know, it's kind of how the uh, REO, uh, um, you know, listing agents, you know, have done it for, for many years. So that, that's a that's a great tool. I, I didn't know about that either. So good. Yeah, it's great because it's all in the same loop right so in my loop i've got a folder for every single offer coming in it just helps keep me organized i'm i'm a very ocd organizational type person and this type of option really helps i've even used it with brokerages that are doing some kind of like agent invitation only event or something like you can use it for anything that you need individual people to sign a document over and over so get creative with it <laughs> if, if, if anything 2020 has taught us how to be a lot more creative yeah. Um, in, in a lot of our content and you know hopefully uh we've understood that in in 2020 there are certain tools that we need and uh, one of these tools is obviously a, a digital signature platform um and if you don't have it um you know uh certainly try dot loop and we certainly appreciate it. so i always end the uh interview with two the last two questions all right so, all right you're ready so uh <laughs> so what is your favorite streaming um uh, series, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, you know, whatever that uh, streaming uh, season is uh, or series. And um, what are you currently watching? 
Um, and now I'm gonna forget what it is. I think it's called Catch Catch Fire or something. It's um, uh, it's a Netflix series that's specifically about the dawn of the open or of the open computer source system. So there's like a company trying to create the open source. I'm pretty sure it's like based on not the company they're talking about. The yeah. <laughs> are in the show. Um, streaming. You just showed your geekiness out. Oh, well, I'm about to top it here because you asked what my favorite streaming was, and I'm going to pivot to a podcast, and I hope that this isn't so ridiculous. Um, I'm going to pivot to a podcast because it's what I listen to three times a week when I work out. I love it. Um, Tom Ferry's podcast is great. I'm not a realtor, but listening to him, I swear I'm like on the Stairmaster ready to take over the planet every time I hear him, like every single time. So That's if you awesome. listen to Tom Ferry, start listening to him. He's great. That's very cool. Bert, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, the viewers out there got some clarifications and started to understand what the dot loop uh, data privacy is and, you know, what the effect on uh, Zillow purchasing or acquiring uh, dot loop is. Um, and basically, uh, you know, although, you know, listen, in any of these acquisitions, you know, things change, but uh, it sounds like things have changed for the better. And uh, we hope uh, we uh, for continued success for you and, and dot loop. And uh, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Bird. Have a wonderful week and uh, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We have another exciting guest next week. And uh, for those uh, celebrating, happy Hanukkah to you. And uh, we will speak to you next week. Talk to you soon.